KCLR Live Sport The Carlo Junior Football Championship Final St Mullins versus Fighting Cox With thanks to Dan Morrissey and Co In a league of their own with a full range of concrete, quarry products, roof tiles and macadam See danmorrisseyandco.com yeah, thank you very much, Robbie. You're very welcome to Netwatch Cullen Park. It's not a sun-drenched Netwatch Cullen Park. It's a damp Netwatch Cullen Park because we'd have a lot of heavy rainfall across the Carlow town area during the morning right up to throw-in time here at half four. Marion Hayden is making a bit of history today. Well, she did referee earlier on in the Carlow Championship, but she's following in her father's footsteps. Marion is refereeing the Junior A football final, a lady with a tremendous GAA Championship pedigree in her family. And it's a huge day for Marion, Willie. It's a huge day for the Cox. It's a huge day for St Mullins. And the good news for us as commentators, no no late changes. Yeah, no changes on the card. And you can see uh, St Mullins had a big chance earlier on, didn't take it, but the Coxes are on the attack here. And this man, Liam Shepherd, is full of fitness. Liam has played a bit of intercounty in the pass. He streams through the D, heading to the goal on the Hanners end. Liam Shepherd, oh, spilled it at the vital time. He spilled it at the vital time. And St Mullins struggled to deal with it. St Mullins wearing an all white strip tonight. The fighting Cox in their traditional green with the yellow band across the chest. And to have possession back, it's a fair bit of defending from St Mullins, but with the greasy conditions, both teams struggling to hang on to that ball. But St Mullins have done well here. They're moving it out. No change. That Paddy Kyo, he has it for St Mullins. Switches it to the wing half back. Jack Cavanagh plays wing half back with the Carlo hurlers too on the opposite side. Nice ball for St Mullins through the middle of the park. They've lots and lots of intercounty hurlers here. Connor Kyo is one of them. He's in possession. The man from Bahana switches it back to Jason O'Neill. Jason comes forward through the 45. His thought the hand was a little bit too high. He more or less lost possession, but he did very well to hang on to it and Marion Hayden has given a free for a bit of a high challenge on the St Mullins men and one little thing we have noticed Willie is the conditions are playing a little bit of havoc in the opening minute and a half here because both teams at times have had handling errors but I'm sure they'll adapt to that meanwhile St Mullins have a free outside the D and it looks like Chris Cavanagh the captain is going to take this one Willie Yeah the one thing you can't do Brendan is hop that ball because if you hop it it's just so greasy it's gone away from you and we've seen at the other end Liam Shepherd had a chance this is just a free Onto his left foot, but it's just Chris to the left and wide. Is it Brendan first it's wide to the, the game? right and wide? Yeah, it's right first wide comes from the boot of Chris Cavanagh, brother of Marty and Jack, of course. And Chris is the captain. St Mullins lined up with Paul Kehoe in goal, Sean Dylosh in Boland, and Thomas Cody in the full back line with Jack Cavanagh, Paddy Kehoe, and Eamon O'Shea in the half back line. Paddy O'Shea partners Marty Cavanagh in the middle of the park with James Dyle, Connor Kehoe, and Jason O'Neill in the half forward line. Paddy Boland, Seamus Murphy, and Chris Cavanagh the full forward line. Here comes St Mullins, chance, Jason. O'Neill giving the Cox team in a moment here comes O'Neill outside the 21 turns on to the right peg he's good with the stick in his hand he's good with the right peg and Jason O'Neill has put the men from the south of the county one point in front here in the Talbot Hotel Junior Football Championship A final and that's a sweet score from Jason O'Neill Willie do you know the one thing you were saying before the match uh, all the inter-county hurlers that St Mullins have but can they score and Jason got onto his right foot and a brilliant shot popped it straight over the bar great start for St Mullins fighting Cox line out with Dara Byrne and goal Sean McGrath Owen O'Byrne and Tom Eustace the full back line Matthew English Hayden great athlete as well that young man Gary Nolan Dylan Townsend at 7 Aaron Bulger partners Trevor Watchhorn in the middle of the park with Alan Quigley Liam Shepherd, and Glenn O'Rourke in the half forward line Matthew Dowling James Hickey and Billy Nolan wears the number 15 shirt for the Fighting Cox this afternoon St Mullins are on the attack the man with possession is Jack Cavanagh decides to get it gets a bit of space he's going to fancy his chances here Jack he lets fly he's going to drop uh, hits the post it bounced first the keeper knew it wasn't going to be between the sticks but uh, did he take a bit of a chance um, Dara Byrne Willie because it did hop and it hit the upright yeah, I, think, anyway. I think he knew he was, he, control, he, he, he was watching the flight I think he knew it just hopped in front of him and he knew it was going out to the left and wide it's, uh, probably lucky that there was nobody in around there that could have got it but he's 
got a good kick away this time. He struggled for the last one, but the Cox on the attack here now. Yeah, they'd love to win this one, the Cox, Willie St. Mullins love to win. Regardless, it has been a great year for both of these clubs. They're both in the final, but they've had great years because, of course, St. Mullins coming from one grade last year and winning, and the Cox with a very, very competitive and good year so far this year. Yeah, both, both clubs doing really, really well. <coughs> St. Mullins only coming up from Junior B last year after winning and in a final straight away this year so they're doing a lot of work I suppose it suits them that the Hurling is not on this time of the year Brendan because Hurling will be their first split season first goal yeah. suits and, and that's, that's helping them yeah. and here comes Liam Shepherd for the Cox inside the 45 lovely turn lovely ball back to Matthew Dowling Matthew Dowling feeds it in field it's mm. gone to the left and wide it's one wide apiece it's early stages yet but a huge day for both clubs here in this Talbot Hotel Junior Football Championship A final Pod O'Dwyer is one uh, linesman uh, Pod is on the far side and John Hickey is here with us on this the near side John uh, his team Fenna John manager banished Dora Fenna of course putting in a fair good battle Martin Quilty and Willie on duty here last night but Pal regained their senior status and Fenna will drop back down to intermediate but they had a few good games but I did hear John giving an interview to Willie earlier on when you were saying about giving him two, two years in intermediate he was of the opinion if you're good enough you'll stay there if you're not you're not but in fairness they competed well didn't they yeah very well uh, he, he, he said it to me after the game what killed him Brendan again was the split, split season because I had seven or eight lads playing hurling Hurling, and they yeah. came back to them uh, a lot of lads picked up injuries a lot of lads couldn't train they only had two weeks together so not easy for a football team to just have two weeks together straight into a championship certainly not St Mullins are defending here the Cox went on the attack they haven't come up with any change yet it still remains one point to St Mullins no score to the fighting Cox Marion Hayden if he misses at the start is our referee Pod Dwyer is our linesman on the far side Pod to be a happy man today Palatine sustained senior status a lot of happy people in Pal and their own little private joke is they played in two finals one year after the other well <laughs> last year was a big one who's going to win this junior A Talbot Hotel this game brought to you with thanks to Dan Morrissey and Co in a league of their own with a full range of concrete quarry products roof tiles and macadam see danmorrisseyandco.com here comes St Mullins James Dial, super fit athlete this fella hurling or football sprints down the stand side here just on the third toe to hand he was put under a little bit of pressure by the wing halfback Matthew English Hayden and Matthew would match him all the way for stride but the referee has found there's been an infringement and a free in for St Mullins which Seamus Murphy will take from just outside the 20 metre line he's 2 metres in from the sideline and uh, looking in there just looking at the, the full forward line and the half forward line James Dial, Connor Kyo Jason O'Neill Paddy Ball and Seamus Murphy Chris Cavanagh all played <laughs> into county Chris mightn't have played senior into county but there's a massive kick from Seamus oh, but it's gathered lovely. by the keeper Dara Burney's done well he gathered it under the crossbar playing it outfield towards the man wearing 17 for the fighting Cox is Sean McGrath so he did start the game at corner back wearing 17 incidentally Seamus Murphy not that it makes much difference to people listening but for our benefit he's down as 14 but he actually wears 24 but from both teams that have started there's been no late changes Tony Bulger of course the manager of the fighting Cox selectors Morris Brown Patrick Curry and John Hennessy physio Jordan Tallon and for St Mullins they're in it on the attack at the moment Jack Cavanagh doesn't fancy it from inside the 45 but he gets it to Marty the mouse fancies it he lets fly from out on the right hand side but he puts it to the right and wide I think that's three wides to St Mullins three wides Brendan, three wides yeah. one to the fighting Cox and for Nave Mauling St Mullins Johnny Murphy Ger Lennon Damien Keelty Damien Purcell are in our management team with Rosie Hickey their physio and the goal kick will come from the fighting Cox goalkeeper good afternoon to all our fighting Cox listeners who are listening across the world apart from listening locally nationally internationally they're everywhere the app is playing wonders here come the Cox Dylan Townsend streams down the far side lovely foot pass forward towards Matthew Dowling Dowling inside the 45 lovely quick ball lovely movement from the Cox showing well 
The man that came to win it was Billy Nolan. Lost his footing. There was no infringement from St Mullins. It's good discipline in the backs by St Mullins. Who comes out with it but Marty Kavanagh? Marty Kavanagh has a toe to hand inside the 45. Sends it down to Jason O'Neill. He got the only score in this game so far. Well able to play football as he is hurling. Jason, hand pass was good. Middle of the park. Sending it in towards Paddy O'Shea. Paddy O'Shea tried to get away the hand pass. But if he had got it away, it would have been a free out to the Cox. Because uh, he actually threw the ball. But... He didn't get it away and then an infringement from the fighting Cox player on the St Mullins man. I think Marion is going to talk to someone here. Yeah, I think it was a foot trip, was it really? I think it was It was accidental. It was yeah. a trip, but it definitely was Aaron a trip. Aaron Bulger is the man yeah. he's spoken to. She didn't yeah. have a word. She just gave him a tick. In fairness, she's, she's spot on there. She's seen it. In fairness, she's well up with the play. I don't really well and do you know, Do you know the difference as well? When you get someone like Marion refereeing, like she's done it all. She played club in Wexford. She played club here in Carlow with Eric. She's a player and she understands the yeah, game. Yeah, but as well as that, she's so relaxed out in the field, Brendan. There's a great streak of a ball, but again, it's another wide for yeah, James Dyle struck that one well. She's well relaxed on the field. She's up. She's up with the play. You know, everything is is by the book, and that's the way she referees it. And she's doing a great job at the minute. Certainly is, Marion. She's following in her father's footsteps. I said, started refereeing in her career in 2017, and has refereed at all underage levels before moving into the adult championship. Uh, Marion moved on to the LGFA. That's the Ladies Gaelic Football Association, of course, at adult provincial scene three years ago, and took charge of the Leinster A minor final this summer. She's now part of the LGFN national panel, so you'll be seeing plenty of Marion on TV and throughout the year. And the upcoming fixtures, and well done to her. I think I played with Kyle Nearn down in Wexford, and also with Aroke here in Carlow. She worked down in Wexford for many a year. Jason O'Neill comes on the attack. Defence is good from the Cox. Jason wins it back, but his hand passed in is intercepted. It was good work by Alan Quigley. Quigley did well, but it's fighting Cox not getting away the ball. It's back with Jack Cavanagh, St Mullins man. All in their white St Mullins. Jack's hand pass back to the middle of the park. Now, can St Mullins orchestrate something from here? Runners left, runners right. Ball came towards Connor Kyo. It came from the cornerback, Sean Dial. It's now over under the stand with Marty Cavanagh. Marty inside the 45. Has a runner inside him. Plays it forward. That was Connor Kyo. Went on the run. He's playing centre forward, Connor. Back down the flank towards Jack Cavanagh. Jack Cavanagh looks at the post, fancies it. Let's fly. If it's long enough, it's there. But he drops it under the crossbar. And Dara Byrne is a comfortable looking oh. keeper for the Cox. And the Cox are going to get a free out here. Referee is playing an advantage in actual fact. So good referee in Marion Hayden. Just giving it away. Well, just, done oh, well, didn't he? Tackle, he done well to come up with Really that. well. Aaron Bulger, done well. And I think he clashed into the St Mullins man. The referee then gives a free to <coughs> the fighting Cox. Liam Shepard is a match winning kind of a footballer, will he? But he's playing deep at the moment. But if he gets in front of goal up there for the Cox, he can cause damage. They will be a little bit upset because they haven't scored in the early te- first 10 minutes here while St Mullins have scored one but I have to say conditions are horrible for football oh brilliant tackle Marty again he's great in that, that shoulder he's not a big man Brendan but as soon as he's seen the man coming forward into the shoulder knocked him out over the lane it, it looked like yeah the number 5 for uh, the fighting cock carried that ball Matthew English, Matthew English Hayden, Hayden, yeah. Yeah. Matthew good tackle there. by Marty though Matthew English Hayden a member of the St Lawrence Tools Athletic Club Great athlete and club that's uh, doing well. And congratulations to them all on their new Mondo track. It's absolutely fantastic facility for Carlo. And Seth Mullins moved this ball forward. Jack Cavanagh, Marty Cavanagh, back to Jack. Down under the stand he goes. Seth Mullins men moving well. Now with Paddy Boland. Here comes Paddy. He got that magic hand in hurling. What's he got in football? Gets it to James Dyle. He's going to win the free. Dyle is working his socks off, is he? But he's the, that's the type of lad, James Dyle, as you know him as well as I do, Willie, from hurling and football. But he's, he's equally as good at the football as he is at hurling. But he's a fit, fit chap, isn't he? He's non-stop, Brendan. He's yeah. up and down the field. You know, he's good in the, in the tackle. He's very physically strong. You can see it. He worked that free himself. And this is a score that... Uh, can put uh, St Mullins two points into the lead Fighting Cox will be very disappointed 13 minutes gone and it's one point St Mullins no point fight, Fighting Cox Seamus Murphy with the free 
Seamus sends it in. Seamus yeah. is a, an adequate footballer as well. Two points for St Mullins. Jason O'Neill, now Seamus Murphy and the Fighting Cocks yet to register a score and we're into the 13th minute here. It is the Talbot Hotel Junior Football Championship A final and don't forget at 6.30 we bring us St. Patrick's of Tullow versus Clonmore in the Carlow Intermediate Football Championship final another big one this evening Willie and of course a big big one tomorrow at Tin Ryland Eric's a festival of football in Carlow this weekend yeah great weekend for the football it's, it's huge and again just sticking to this game St Mullins are after turning over the kick out five kickouts in, in, in out of the last seven or eight so they're really putting pressure on the fighting cocks they're getting the ball in they have two scores on the board the cocks are struggling to get the scores at the minute Brendan there's Paddy O'Shea for St Mullins feeds it in field from the left peg outside the D no. St Mullins go for this one that was Paddy Boland left fly there it's gone wide, it's gone wide now. now Paddy Boland he sends this one wide and that's five wide to St Mullins have loads of possession the cocks are really I know they haven't scored yet Willie but St Mullins are the better team in the opening 14 minutes yeah without a doubt the only thing that you'd have to say if the Cox get a chance of a goal down the other end they will score it and the the likes of Liam Shepard but they'd like to get him on the ball more he's not on the ball enough uh, you know at the minute anyway the ball's going to skid he's kept in really well can he he was a bit unlucky if it's out he's he's very very unlucky Aaron Bulger he did well won the ball he slid over the line and if he's over the line it's a line ball and John Hickey's got to flag that because John did flag it to be fair in fairness to Paddy Kehoe he just hooshed him out over the line he didn't foul him but it's set one's on the attack again this man that got the first goal great block down interception was good number six did well here for Brexit side there's a shot oh what a goal Paddy Boland what a goal he's at it again Paddy Boland deadly with the stick scored four here in the Joe McDonough against Kildare he scored a plethora of points and goals along the way in that Joe Mack win well Paddy Boland had just proved he's got a mighty hand in Hurley but he's got some left peg Willie he put that as far away from the keeper as he possibly could this is a dream start for St Mullins 1-2 to no score the lead and there's exactly 14 just 15 minutes on the board absolutely and the one thing he did he showed a lot of strength Brendan he came from behind took the ball turned onto his left foot only one thing in mind was to get a goal stuck it in the far corner brilliant start for St Mullins Cox on the attack yeah they need a score the fighting Cox need a score Liam Shepard for the sake of the game and for the sake of themselves Liam plays it out towards Matthew Dowling Spreads it to the far side. Lovely ball. Is a kick too far? Billy Nolan has to chase this one. Hits the wet surface. Oh, no, it was never yeah. on a dry day. That was never gone out. It hit the surface and just took off. Billy couldn't keep it in, and it's going to be a line ball to St Mullins back in their own right corner back position. One two to St Mullins. No score to the Cox. Other than Liam Shepherd's goal chance earlier on when the ball was spilled, Willie, the Cox haven't been threatening in that final third. No, they had, that's the one chance they had. I think they, they have one wide as we speak, but. Anything that has come in, St Mullins have dealt with it really well. They're physical, they're strong, they're a fit team, they're, and they're able to work the ball you know, in football just as well as hurling, I suppose, Brendan. Certainly are. Here they come, moving the ball from their back line. Paddy O'Shea, he's covered a fair bit of ground. We do have a detailed menswear man of the match today as well, so if you keep listening, you're able to chance of winning a €50 Euro voucher for detailed menswear. High Street, Kilkenny, and Potato Market, Carlo. We're on 083. 306-9696 simple for you to do it all you got to do is keep listening pick a player who you feel is the best man on the park and if that matches the decision of Willie Quinlan two minutes from full time you could be in with a chance of winning that 50 euro voucher Marty Kavanagh's done really well here let's fly down into the corner looking to find Chris Kavanagh the captain runs on to it Kavanagh's done well turns out a one turns out a two lovely toe to hand on the 21 
Feeds it back around to James Dial. James lets fly. Oh, it's a great strike, Brendan. Super, super score. James Dial. But I think credit has to go to Chris Cavanagh. Because I'm going to be honest, Willie. Let it be junior, intermediate or senior. Nine lads out of ten would have gave up on the ball. Chris Cavanagh won. Yeah, actually a great ball down to him. And Marty done really well out here. Just under us, under the stand. Great ball into him, into the corner. Cavanagh got it in front of the player. Bet two players. A great ball across. Onto the right foot, brilliant score, and St Mullins really in control here. One three to no score. One three to no score. Early days yet in the Talbot Hotel Junior Football Championship A final. We're into the 17th minute. Don't forget Clonmore and St Patrick's coming up immediately after this game. Live here on KCLR, as will Tin Ryland and Aero Oak tomorrow in the uh, Carlow Senior County Football Final. After all the drama of last week, St Mullins still in control here. Paddy Kyo. Sprays one right across to the far side. If Paddy Boland had held on to that, he could have called for the mark. Paddy looks like he's going to go for the shot here. Sends it in around the house, but the goalkeeper, I know one has gone past him, but Dara Byrne is playing with great confidence in that fight in Cox goal. Gets it out towards Gary Nolan. Gary is playing. Oh, Gary's ball. Centre back, played it back to Ono Byrne. Ono did well. Took the return ball. Oh, there's a big shoulder. That's a big, big shoulder and the free out is for the fighting cocks. And you have to give Owen O'Byrne and Gary Nolan a bit of credit. Even though Nolan's first pass was not the best of quality, Willie. But the cocks did well to weather the storm. They did and indeed. another free out here because Matthew English Hayden has got a push in the back there. Yeah, a little push in the back. They were very lucky though, Brendan. They nearly spilled the ball and that just goes. Look at the conditions are not really helping anyone. The no, ball has been here. dropped. But St Mullins dealing with them a little bit better at the moment than the fighting cocks. They're 1-3. Fighting Cox no score, so they'll be disappointed. I think possibly whatever breeze is in it, uh, St Mullins have it in the first half. Yeah, well, it's cross field as such, but it would be favouring them slightly. Yeah. yeah, if you're on a sailboat, you'd blow towards the dressing room more so than the O'Hanrans end. Well, it depends on what you'd have to sail, I suppose, as well. Now, here they go, Glen O'Rourke. Plenty of pace, this fella. Back outside, good run, supported by Aaron Bulger. Bulger through the 45. Downfield it goes. There's going to be a free here to the Fighting Cox. Now, Willie, they've got to get something here because as soon as they settle down, they will improve in relation to the final third. Other than that, they've been doing okay, but they are making a lot of basic mistakes. They are indeed. And, you know, Fennis struggled last night, Brendan. They couldn't get a score. Had three or four wides before they got a free from Seamus Murphy. And uh, next they got two, two other scores on it, bring them three points apiece. So they just need a score to level... Uh, settle themselves down and maybe get a couple of scores after that there's a high one in the air has it gone it's over has it gone wide Brendan no it's gone over it's Brendan. good score good score needed Cox got the first one and they've brought everybody from the parish needed that one badly yeah, needed it big time they brought a lot of support here today the free goes in and over the bar the man to dispatch it is Matthew Dowling he sends it in so the first score for the fighting Cox has taken a while to come but it could be the start of things to come the kick out is vital Paul Kehoe has had very little to do in that goal for St Mullins but he places the ball on the 20 metre line for the kick out he's defending the O'Hanran's end St Mullins if you just join us leading here by one goal and three points to one point Paddy Boland with great the goal great ball inside here's a great chance now for the Cox to add to their tally oh it's a great interception Conor Kyo went back there got in the hand the DCU man fighting Cox do recycle it but a poor distribution and James Dial just in the right place at the right time sprays it across field for Marty Cavanagh Marty waiting for the runner. The runner on his outside is the full-back, Oisin Boland. Oisin has it. Present the forwards in the hurling. He's playing in full-back and tells Marty to go back across field. The support play comes from Paddy Kyo. Paddy down towards Connor Kyo. All inter-county hurlers, these fellas. Connor Kyo has it now. Looks back across field, but decides to play to Eamon O'Shea. Eamon struggled to deal with it. He's plenty of height, Eamon. Gets it back to Marty. Great man to duck out of a challenge. Comes down through the middle of the park with it. Puts a foot pass right across to Jack. Jack Kavanagh takes control of it looks downfield toward the hand from Jack the hand pass to Seamus Murphy he's a big strong man Seamus there was a hand on the back there but Marion Hayden said 
fair play keep playing he does play into Jason O'Neill that was a definite push in the back yeah. and it is a free in and Jason O'Neill he started this game well too will you but I think you're impressed with uh, James Dyle at the moment but it's early days yet for a man of the matches but there's been a few good performances already yeah Marty's done well uh, Boland's goal I mean that was exceptional On, onto his left foot it was very good Seamus Murphy doing well O'Neill got a, a good start and Matthew Dolan done well you'd like to see more of, of um, Liam Shepherd for the Cox because when he's on the ball he's exceptional he's just not getting on enough ball at the minute here's a free for James Dyle and St Mullins the lead by 1-3 to 1 point 21 minutes on the clock outside the 45 he struck that well but it's struck not on it target well. it's gone to the right and wide and I make that 6 wide six for St Mullins yeah, so on, they have been the dominant team so they've scored 1-3 they have 6 wides that's 12 chances in goal the Cox have got that free but they'll be very very disappointed they're definitely getting the chances but they're just not they're just not taking with a minute 6 wides will be disappointing to, to 1 but the Cox are not getting the chances and you can see St Mullins are dominant around the middle of the field there's a great battle for possession out there Marty Cavanagh reached for that one Liam Shepard is trying to win back possession he was holding off Jack Cavanagh there but ooh, it was a fair old shoulder from Chris Cavanagh now was it Matthew English head and I got the belt there and Jack Cavanagh comes across and picks him he's a fine big lad and he's looking for the free there but if it was a shoulder really he won't get a free yeah it was shoulder to shoulder in yeah. fairness the ball was it was in around there he just knocked out over the line by hit by a bigger man but uh, line ball to St Mullins Jack Cavanagh will take it Jason O'Neill comes short for but he played it towards the man who runs up for centre-back Paddy Kyo. Paddy lays it off to James Dyle scored one already Look for he, another one. There. he, he just didn't score. settle on that one it's a dangerous ball hasn't been kept in seven wide St Mullins but he is playing well James Dyle his work ethic is fantastic it still remains St Mullins 1-3 the Fighting Cox 1.22 minutes exactly played here in the Talbot Hotel Junior Football Championship Bay Final and this commentary is brought to you with thanks to Dan Morrissey and Co in a league of their own with the full range of concrete quarry products roof tiles and macadam you can check them out on danmorrisseyandco.com as the kick out comes from Dara Byrne it's a fine kick out that's a great take on the far side by Matthew Dowling quick quick ball to the full forward line now what can the Cox do here that's good defending by Sean Dial of St Mullins Emily saw by Eamon O'Shea and that ball is out in potted where said it will be a fighting Cox ball on the 65 far side of the park nice crowd in Netwatch Cullen Park the crowds will be pouring in a second game coming up so the second half I'm sure we'll have a huge attendance here Clonmore of course winning the Junior Championship last year and represented Carlos so well in the Leinster Championship bowed out the castle town of Mead here in a Leinster semi-final not so long ago here come the fighting cocks Gary Nolan good spine of the defence for him down to the centre forward position well defended by St Mullins but the man who the cocks want on the ball Liam Shepherd, raced after but James Dyle wins that battle and he's been held by Matthew English Hayden and James Dyle gets the free out I think young uh, Hayden is a little frustrated because he didn't get the decision he's got down one here. Or, there's one or two little tackles on yeah. him that he didn't get the decision, and, and you can and understand you can feel them. For him. You can yeah, feel you for can him, understand yeah. them, but no he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a grand young fellow, that lad as well. He's a gentleman, yeah. but he, he wouldn't have the experience these lads have at Inter County, right. so he just has to. Well, the experience that James Dyle yeah. has, uh, you know, and the power and strength, you know, yeah. he's just a little bit behind yeah. him, so he just needs to relax himself, and it, he definitely gave away a free, but it's St Mullins with a free right on their own half there. Great to see young Hayden showing great passion, all the same. Yeah, yeah, he's given everything at the minute. Certainly is. And a nice uh, clean game but St Mullins in control 1-3 to St Mullins 1 point to the Cox 24 minutes played in the opening half St Mullins in their all white strip with green today of course the Fighting Cox wear green too so the two of them couldn't wear green ball is back to the centre half back position St Mullins going well in the half back line and full forward line everybody looking for a little bit of possession Thomas Cody wears 4 for the St Mullins men 
And a brilliant result coming in for Crystal Palace supporters in the Premiership. Manchester United nil, Crystal Palace won. The Eagles are flying high tonight and they weren't happy with David Moyes a few years ago, the United lads. They weren't happy with any manager they had. I think the fella they have at the moment, Willie, he could be managing the Cox or someone next year. I think he likes to talk a lot of soccer but doesn't do it on the field anyway because they're struggling at the minute, Brendan. Certainly are. St Mullins here coming away with the ball again the Cox Marty Kavanagh winning a lot of possession but keep giving it away and St Mullins are just driving at them this man is as cute as the combo in football and soccer he'll hold on to the ball till he gets a pass inside he certainly will gets it down to Jason and he got the opening score here James Dyle has also scored Seamus Murphy got a free Paddy Ball and got a blistering goal here's James Dyle if this is over it's a super no, score just to it, the left it, I tell you if it was Croke Park it's a Hawkeye job but for me it went right over the upright but the umpire it's saying it's on the outside and you have to go with what the umpire no, says. No, I think he was spot on. Yeah, just so. barely at the last yeah. second it, it turned off. That's it. Eight wides, Brendan. He'd be able to say to James after the match, but he is improving. He's getting closer. He's getting closer. <laughs> he, ha- he has one. He has one on the board. He just needs to settle him because they are getting the chances. But they're not They're not getting away from uh, the Coxes. But the game is by no means over. But they are. if they put away half of those chances, the game would be well over. 1-3 to St. Mullins. One point to the fighting Cox. We're into the 26th minute of the opening half. Here come the Cox now. Gary Nolan. Can he set up something here now? Brilliant ball downfield. Alan Quigley. Quigley turns. Quigley shoots. That's much, much better from the fighting Cox. And that's a cracking score. It's a really good move. Really good move. And Willie, that's what they're capable of. Because I did say at the early exchanges, they had some great outings in this championship. That's top class from the fighting Cox. And you just said it. Even though St Mullins have been dominant on the field and on the scoreboard, there's only three points between the sides. Yeah, oh, sorry, four, four. Four points. But Gary Nolan was all over that one. He carried the ball 40, 50 yards, gave a 1 2, a great, great pass. Um, into Alan Quigley Alan onto his left foot popped it over the bar and the Cox needed that one the game needed that one it's a long time since we got a score Brendan certainly is here's the kick out from Paul Kehoe fine kick out to the middle of the park the Cox winning a break here they were never going to be out of this game but I tell you one thing they're certainly into it now the fighting Cox Matthew Dowling scored a free earlier on cross field towards Alan Quigley Quigley's a nice footballer too showed well for that ball won his ball back to Dylan Townsend Fighting Cox come forward, put under a bit of pressure. Back to Dylan Townsend, second time. Dylan feeds it into Trevor Watchhorn. An interception came there, and it was good work by Paddy O'Shea. But the break favoured the Cox to won it back, and then the Cox man with the ball. Dylan Townsend runs straight into a St. Mullins man. Referee is playing an advantage, wasn't happy to still have possession. But we're coming back for the free outside the D, and you'll take your breaks when you get them, Willie. And if the Fighting Cox stick this one over the bar, we're back to a three point game. Yeah, the last couple of minutes they're starting to step it up back in. But they had to. Yeah, well, quickly is is looking to get on the ball more he's coming out away from the goal and they're finding him he's clever he found a man definitely a tug, tug of a jersey I think in there the advantage was there but there was no advantage so free right back in and it looks like number 13 Matthew Dowling will take this one with his right foot he certainly will Matthew Dowling scored already so can he put uh, his manager Tony Bulger a little bit happier than he probably would have been they've played well in the last few minutes but they've been trying hard since the office just that St Mullins got the goal they got the nice points through O'Neill and James Dyle plus Seamus Murphy's free it's now a chance for Matthew Dowling to get his second for the Fighting Cox he sends it in he's a nice free taker the Fighting Cox have three points on the board St Mullins have won three so it's Paddy Boland's goal that separates the sides here at the moment as we head for the final two and a half minutes of the opening half here with thanks to Dan Morrissey and Co in a league of their own with the full range of concrete quarry products roof tiles and macadam 
Adam. See danmorrisseyandco.com. Now, don't forget our Man of the Match competition with thanks to Detail Menswear, your chance to win a 50 euro voucher if your selection matches that of Willie Quinlan's at the end of the game. It's a 50 euro voucher for Detail Menswear, 083 306 9696. Here's Aaron Quigley. Quigley resin towards the goal on the stroke of half time. Turns back in field. He's held. There's a free coming. There's going to be a 20 meter free. He's really, really come into the game. But he's one of those fellas that has the ability to win a game for you, Willie Quinlan. And the Fighting Cocks have a free. And if Matthew Dowling sticks this over the bar, it's a good purple patch for the Fighting Cocks because on the stroke of half time, there's only two points in the game. Yeah, you have to say, like, St Mullins were in command for probably 25 minutes of the game. And the, la- the last three minutes, uh, the Cocks are after waking it up and, and realizing that if they get the ball into Alan Quigley, he has the beating of his man. He was held really well, so it, it is a free, but the frees are keeping him in the game, and this one will bring them to within two, just going into half-time, Brendan. And here he is with the free. This is the easiest one for Matthew Dowling, but it's easy from up here, I suppose. He's inside the 20-metre line, down towards the O'Hanrahan's Dublin Road end goal. Here's the free, kicking it from the hand. Sends over. it in. Yeah. He's got three. Alan Quigley's got one. That makes four for the Fighting Cox. Send Mullins one three. The Fighting Cox four points. And that means that the Cox have got... The last three scores, Willie. Last three scores for all their dominance, yeah, you'd have to say. And, and St Mullins are dominant. They have eight, eight wides. If they score half of those wides, they're well in, in the game. But Cox right back into it. And it's, this game is far from over. Looking forward to a second half here, Brendan. I have to repeat this again. Some of the listeners don't believe us. Crystal Palace won. Manchester United nil. EPT is still open if anyone is looking for a bucket. Anyway, they're all shouting for Asuka tomorrow. 1-3 St Mullins. Four points fighting Cox. We're on the stroke of half time here in... Netwatch Cullen Park in the Talbot Hotel Junior Football Championship A final. One minute of additional time. George Darcy is the far on tee this afternoon. St Mullins man falls with the ball in the 45. Referee Marion Hayden is there. Fighting Cox man slipped and he won it back in fairness. James Hickey's the young man's name. Gets it back to Owen O'Burnt. The scores have really given him a bit of dander. Downfield it comes towards. Liam Shepherd, he took the pass from Matthew English Hayden ball breaks loose on the far side but that's a good interception by Marty Kavanagh and Marty wins the free and you know what Willie you always hear things like that if you go for a ball nine times out of ten if there's going to be a decision when you attempt to go for it you'll kind of might get something especially, over it not the ball especially if you go down and, and that's you exper- venture back that's, and go that's down experience, and Marty knew exactly what he was doing but they've given it they've given, given it, it away it too easily yeah, yeah. yeah the ball is very very greasy out there it's hard to hold on to Cox have it back. Can, can they get a score just before half time? We're into out of time. There's a young man on the far side with a fighting Cox flag, and I tell you, it's as big a flag as I've seen at a club match in quite a while. He's proud. He's happy with his team at the moment. They're trailing by two. It's sent Mullins 1 3, fighting Cox 4 points. The Cox come forward, moving it through the middle of it. Trevor Watchhorn. Here's the run from Glenn O'Rourke. O'Rourke back across towards Billy Nolan. Billy Nolan! Oh. Billy Nolan puts Took it over the point. bar. He could have stuck it in the bottom of the onion bag. He stuck it over the bar, and this is going to be a cracking second half here in Netwatch Cullen Park. It's St Mullins 1-3, the Fighting Cox 5 points, and we've got 45 seconds remaining of the second minute of additional time. A good game of football, Willie. Yeah, good game. You know, we're lacking the, the scores that we would normally. It, it, is it half-time? It is half-time, yeah. Half-time, it is indeed. It up, but I, I, but it, was it two, wasn't two minutes of time. It was only one, was it? Yeah, one Doesn't matter, it's half-time yeah, anyway. Yeah. 1-3 to St Mullins, 5 points to the Fighting Cox. Sum up that first half, Willie. Yeah, I suppose you'd have to say St Mullins were dominant for 25 minutes. The Cox are only after waking up in the last five and brought themselves right back into the game. There's 1-3 St Mullins, 5 points to Cox. So if they can get enough ball 
uh, into Billy Nolan, uh, into Alan Quigley. They're capable of getting the scores. St Mullins will be ruined eight wides in the first half. So if they can get those scores in the second, well, we're in for a great game in the second half, Brendan. It's going to be really, really tight. Certainly are. Willie, for the women out there and the men, and the Mrs Murphys have said it, looking to win the 50 euro voucher for detail menswear. There's a few players have stood up, and I think, to be fair now, at the stroke of halftime, a few players on both sides. Yeah, well, Alan Quigley's after ste- stepping up for the Cox. He's got a point, but he's, he's been pulled down for two frees. Uh, Matthew Dolan has got three fr- frees. Uh, he's scored, kicked it three frees over. I suppose Gary Nolan's after settling in the centre back, doing really well. But up front for for uh, St Mullins, Paddy Boland got the goal. Um, Chris Cabin is doing really well. James Dyle and Marty doing well in the middle there. Okay, that's Willie Quinlan. I'm Brendan Hennessy. It's a busy time at KC Law 96 of M this weekend. There's many, many matches. Robbie's on the Carlo side of things at the moment. Shane is on the Kilkenny side of things. But collectively, they'll bring you through all the updates that's happening throughout Kilkenny, Carlo, and of course, Worldwide Ryder Cup Premiership and the whole lot in a moment. It's 1 3 to St Mullins. It's five points to the Fighting Cox here in the Talbot Hotel Junior Football Championship A final. We should have a crack in second half, Robbie. There's a point in it at half time, and they have mauling lead. Back to you in the studio. KCLR Live Sport. The Carlo Junior Football Championship Final. St Mullins versus Fighting Cox. With thanks to Dan Morrissey and Co. In a league of their own with a full range of concrete, quarry products, roof tiles and macadam. See danmorrisseyandco.com. Yeah, thank you very much, Shane. You're very welcome back here to Netwatch Cullen Park. Marion Hayden has just thrown in the ball. Half-time score sent Mullins 1-3, Fighting Cox 5 points with a bristling finish to the first half by the Fighting Cox men. So we can say it was possibly a game of two quarters. St. Mullins did dominate for a long period that first half, but in fairness to the Cox, they finished very, very strongly. So one between them. St. Mullins attacking the goal to our right, so they're playing into the Dublin Road. O'Hanron's end goal in this the second half. John Hickey that you've just been... Uh, Willie was just interviewing there from post-match final last night. John is actually the Lions man here. He's been a great servant to the GA, of course, former inter-county player, Fenna club player, and on the national panel of referees for a long number of years as well. And he's officiating on the sideline here today as Chris Cavanaugh wins this ball. First ball in for St Mullins, racing forward. Held back by Tom Eustace, who got goal side of him. They recycle the ball back out to Seamus Murphy outside the 20 metre line. Seamus turns, dispatches off the right peg, oh. but it's a wide ball for St Mullins. And I make it Willie Quinlan. They had eight wides in the first half. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's their first in the second. Spot on Brendan, and that's what's going to be killing them at the end of the day because you can't afford to have nine or ten wides you know, in, in a county final. And you certainly say the fighting cocks are more economical. They didn't get the same chances that St Mullins did, but St Mullins need a lot more chances to score. That's some kick out from Darabur. Yeah, a long way, a long way out the field, nearly to the other 65. Doesn't look like any changes in the second half either, will he? Both no, teams, no, both teams started. Anyway. Both teams started as the finish. Gary Nolan, he had a great finish to that first half. He's playing centre back for the Fighting Cox they're playing into the dressing room scoreboard ending this the second half Matthew Dowling scored three frees for them in that first half lovely ball down the flank oh they were just unlucky but it was a good interception by Marty Cavanagh he was in the right place at the right time gets the clearance away over to this side of the park it actually wasn't Marty I thought it was for a minute and the ball is now in the hands of St Mullins full back who's uh, Oshin Ball and plays it downfield to Jason O'Neill Jason O'Neill turns in field lovely accomplished footballer Jason as he is hurler stays going inside the D hand on the back wasn't illegal the referee said it was it was it's a free in it was a good nice run from Jason O'Neill now Willie it's a chance for St Mullins to make it a two point lead it's still 1-3-5 that was the half time score we have an injured party down there as well yeah Jason O'Neill just picked up a bit of an injury I think Seamus no, Seamus came across him actually it was Jason that carried the ball is that what the free is for? Because, well, there was a hand on the back, so Marion wasn't wrong. Yeah, no, the free was the first one, I think, the hand on the back. Yeah, she's doing a great job in the match, isn't yeah, she? Yeah. Keeps it simple. 
this this is a free that the, I suppose they'll be happy to get because um, Chris Cavanaugh looks like he's taken it. It's a long time since they got a score. They've done really well starting off 1-3 early in the game but didn't score since I suppose 10-15 minutes. But it is a free in. Chris Cavanaugh on mm. the left boot here. Seamus is all right. He started the game with 24 on his back even though he's on the programme as 14. So I don't know where the number 14 shirt has gone but we'll check it out. Here's Cavanaugh. He's wearing 15. Drops it over. Sends it in. Yep. Yeah, it's crept inside the post. It was looked doubtful for a minute. But Chris Cavanaugh has got this. He's the captain of St Mullins to get the opening score in the second half. And we are now on both frequencies on KCLR 96 of M. First half, we were on the Carlow frequency because of the games going on in Kilkenny. But full frequency now. And don't forget, coming up at half past six, Clonmore versus M. Patrick's in the Intermediate Football Championship final here live on KCLR, along with the Senior Football Final, Tin Ryland and Era Oak, tomorrow afternoon, live on KCLR. St Mullins starting brightly. Jack Cavanaugh moving the ball downfield. Oh, Hand pass was away, trying to get it to James Dial, but he didn't get it away to James. Gary Nolan wins it back for the Fighting Cox. He gets it to Trevor Watchorn. Trevor Watchorn is a fine unit in the middle of the park. Plays it back to Nolan. He's really shipping a few great moves from the centre-back position. Now with Leonard Rook for Fighting Cox. Lovely ball in field. There's a man of stall all the way. Goal chance here. Aaron Bulger! Oh, it's a goal for the Cox. It was a brilliant, brilliant move. It was a brilliant move and it looks like St Mullins were found ball watching for a minute but it's gone to the back of the net and Aaron Bulger sticks it in the back of the net. I said the second half wouldn't be bad. It's 1-5 to the Cox. It's 1-4 to St Mullins. It's the first time the Fighting Cox have led in this game, Willie Quinlan, and the struggle for scores in the opening half. But that was a beautiful move and they found the man all alone and they've masterminded the goal. A start of the second half, great time to score. Yeah, no such thing as blanket defence in there, but they were all going for the ball and the Cox really now stepping up after getting that goal with a great ball inside, you'd have to say. And there's and Jack the Cavanaugh trying to intercept this one but the Cox have it back Trevor Watchhorn few big players standing up now Liam Shepherd, Gary Nolan finished that first half brilliantly at centre back he started it brilliantly as well here's James Dial. that's a free and the ball is out on the far side so they're giving the line ball James Dial got a bit of a nudge as it went away the free will be or the line ball will be taken no, by free, I think, Brendan. Yeah, they're yeah. coming back for a free or a line ball the ball has gone out under the wire and have it back in now Gary Nolan sportingly throws it back to no it's a line ball line well. ball yeah Line ball. So here come St Mullins back inside their own 45. They're in control for a long period, but the Cox, we said, will never be out of this game. They're not over. 1 5 to the Fighting Cox, 1 4 to St Mullins. Start of the second half. The half time score was 1 3 to St Mullins, 5 points to the Cox. So a goal for the Cox in the second half and a point for St Mullins is how it stands at the moment, but it's overall it counts. Here is Marty Kavanagh. No mistake this time. Marty sends it back around the corner to Eamon O'Shea. Eamon cuts across the 65 metre line. St Mullins just looking to see can they send one in in the direction of Paddy Boland he got the goal in the opening half but the comeback short to Marty Cavanagh Marty Cavanagh dribbles it along the ground he was under pressure bent it back got it to the runner Paddy O'Shea Paddy lays it off James Dial goal chance Ooh, he went for it but it rose as it approached the crossbar it went over the bar and we've got a good lively second half Dial with his second for Nave Mowling it's now 1-5 apiece and we have one minute played in the second half, Willie Quinlan. Yeah, or sorry, six minutes played six in the second minutes half. Played, 30, yeah, it looked like, um, looked like it could have been a goal. James Dyle, uh, you know, great one too, onto his right foot again, and he blasted it low. Just didn't go under the crossbar, just barely young, went over. Young Macho English head, and is still not happy. Yeah, yeah, there's like, still. <laughs> I don't blame him. He got, a, he got a few tough ones against him in the first half, but he live and learn by them ones, won't he? He definitely will. A long kick out again, and the Cox went in the middle. Aaron Bulger, I think it is. He called for the mark as well, and he's got it. He's got it. Plays it short. Back to the 45. 
they're playing much more, with more confidence I think the Cox were nervous in the opening 15 minutes as well yeah possibly were uh, quite a few young, young guys on Glenn the O'Rourke is doing well there that's a great move from him knocks it back to James Hickey back in the half back line D- Dylan Townsend all getting involved now fighting Cox and they're all green with the yellow trim moving forward Tom Eustace here he goes a great name out around the Cox Marion Hayden is playing an advantage. That advantage is now over as it comes back to Gary Nolan. Gary sees a ball inside. Big, big ball. Alan Quigley's underneath it. Quigley plays a goal chance here. Back into Quigley. Oh, Oh, what a a goal. What an advantage from the referee. Absolutely brilliant from the fighting Cox. Alan Quigley gets the finish. And I tell you one thing. The stand's on fire here in Netwatch Colin Park. The man they mentioned with the big flag on the far side. He's after growing 10 foot. He's about 7 years of age. He's over there. His cap is blown off. He jumped for joy. It's a 2-5 to 1-5 lead for the Fighting Cox with 7.5 minutes gone in the second half. Willie, that was magic. Yeah, brilliant. It looked like it was going to be a penalty, but she, she waved the advantage on into Quigley. Onto the ground with the left foot. Stuck it in the bottom corner. And it's a great turnover for the Cox in the second half. Doing really, really well. They're turning a lot of good ball. Here come the Fighting Cox again. Oh, there's a free where the ball lands, is it? No. St. Mullins tidied up through Paddy O'Shea. Paddy knocked it back to Thomas Cody. Thomas playing a corner back for the St. Mullins men. Now with Marty Cavanagh. Marty Cavanagh moves it on field. We spoke of inter-county experience with hurling. Willie, they'll have to use all of that now because the Cox have really taken this game by the scruff of the neck since 10 minutes before the half-time whistle. Yeah, definitely. It's Marty trying to get them back into the game. Oh, he's, he's driving up it. the middle. Can oh, it's a it? great ball from Marty Cavanagh. Conor Kyogre runs onto it. It's Paddy O'Shea. Paddy O'Shea. Goal, John Seamus Murphy. Oh, should have been a goal, Brendan. Should have been a goal, but the keeper made himself big. Seamus Murphy knocks it in and over the bar. It's end-to-end stuff in Netwatch Cullen Park in the Talbot Hotel Junior Football Championship A final the sub coming on the field the loudest cheer I've heard in Netwatch Cullen Park in quite a while the Rugby World Cup is on at the moment in France the last time the Rugby World Cup was on this man played his name is Sean O'Brien flanker Leinster Ireland and the British and Irish lines and Tullo of course back playing with Tullo but more importantly his love in life the GAA as well Willie the fighting Cox we have a superstar on the field now yeah it'd be a hard man to stop in there because he's so big strong he's a physical player he'll win his own ball but he'll also bring Quigley into the ball into the game and that's what they'll be looking and for and it's getting the crowd going as well the change has been made the man that's been replaced is Matthew Dowling he got the freeze but Sean O'Brien is in for Dowling and the ball goes to the middle of the park Aaron Bulger who got the second goal for the Cox sends the ball downfield the runner comes forward his own O'Burn O'Brien stands inside him but O'Burn decides to go himself oh, oh what a score, what a score. What a score from Ona Byrne, the full-back of the fighting Cox. I tell you one thing, Willie Quinlan, he's covered a few good matches, but these fellas are giving it everything. And I love the junior last year. Clonmore went on to win it, and they brought us on a great journey through Leinster. Those cracking games in the junior championship. This is a cracker here in Carroll. 2-6 to the Cox, 1-6 Mullins. We're back to a three-point game. As good a score as you'll see in Dr. Cullen Park this weekend. On to his left foot, way over on the right-hand side. Sean O'Brien looked to come short, but he said, no, I'm going to have a go myself. Straight over the black spot. Great score for the fullback for a fighting cock. It could be full forward in intermediate championship next year if they win that one. <laughs> Here they come again, the fighting cocks. Started slow, but they're flying it at the moment. Sean McGrath, we're 17. He did start the game back to match of English Hayden. There was an interception there, but the ball stays in field. Alan Quigley, 1-1 for Quigley so far. Back to the middle of the park it comes. Here goes Shepard, feeding it back around the corner. Sean O'Brien. O'Brien outside the 20-metre line. There was a hand in there from the fullback. O'Sheen Boland. Did he ever think he'd be marking Sean O'Brien on any given day? O'Brien still holds possession. He's held up. He's won the free as well. He'd no great support coming behind him. <laughs> he did. 
he then gives Jack Cavan a bit of a shove. Jack didn't go back for seconds I there. I going back for seconds either <laughs> if I was him. <laughs> it was a free in anyway. The once, ball was out. Once is enough. And you know the funny thing about it, Sean loves every one of them lads. He, used to, he loves the Carroll hurling as well. Here comes the fighting Cox. 1-6 St. Mullins. 2-6 to the Cox. Can they make it 2-7? Dylan Townsend. Him, oh, poor ball from Dylan. Straight back to St. Mullins. He gives it. But they're chasing well. Alan Quigley's having a great game for the Cox at the moment. Here's Marty Kavanagh working his socks off, as is James Dial. Dial for St. Mullins. Cuts through the middle of the park. Bobs and weaves off his right, off his left. Turns one, turns two. Breaks away from the third. Has an advantage. Still going. No one inside him. Only a man to his right, a man to his left. A man to his left is Seamus Murphy. Seamus cuts back in field. Seamus Murphy toward the hand. He's closed down. Referee allows play continued. The advantage is now over. That ball has won, but the challenge wasn't good from Glen O'Rourke and the free is going to beat the St. Mullins outside to D and they'll have to be successful at this one and I think the referee is going to make the first booking of the game and then Rook, there wasn't much in it but I think he just went in on the, the St Mullins man low to the ground it's a yellow, yellow card. card and I'm not going to say it's harsh Willie he knew what he was doing I think and at the same time nine lads out of ten might get away with it but you won't get away with it when the referee is standing beside you yeah Marty wasn't too happy with it he got up and, and showed his frustration it was on the ground you know he did slide, slide in under him definitely was probably a yellow card but it's a free into St Mullins. They're going to need this one because the Cocks are Seamus, on ahead there, 2-6 to 1-6. Seamus Murphy just inside the 45. Dublin Road end. You see them playing against Galway in the National Hurling League in the Championship in Salt Hill a few years ago. Seamus for St Mullins. Onto the right peg. Sends it in. Absolutely pinpoint accuracy from Seamus Murphy. His third of the game. Two frees. One in the first half. One in the second. Added to his point from play. We're back to a two-point game. It's the Fighting Cox 2-6. St Mullins 1-7 here in the Talbot Hotel Junior Football Championship. A final with thanks to Dan Morrissey and co. In a league of their own. A short kick out from Dara Byrne. The Fighting Cox goalkeeper. Across the full back line. It's a dangerous game to play because Chris Cavan is putting in the pressure there. And St Mullins have conceded a free if the referee allows the advantage to continue. It won't be a free, but the Cox have the ball, and that advantage is now over. Dylan Townsend. It's much, much better from the Fighting Cox and Tony Bulger's men. The close of that first half a second, but there's a wayward pass. I put the mockers on them. Jason O'Neill wins. Ooh! That's it. Uh, looked a little bit frontal, but the ball was won. And all these fellas are dying for the cause at the moment. And out comes Connor Kyobert. Ball's ripped from him. This man is really doing well, Glenn O'Rourke. Willie, he's having a brilliant second half. Yeah, doing really well. Picking up a lot of ball around the middle of the field, but the Cox and a real being great. Oh, Gary Nolan went down low, was fouled, dragged to the ground, so it's a free for, for the Cox. The Cox probably have a little bit more football than St Mullins. St Mullins, obviously, known as the hurling team. See who's, who's going to be the fittest team to the end. It looks like somebody else going in. Emmett Moore, the captain, is coming on. That's the final Cox captain, and St Mullins are bringing in Alex Dial. Well, Gary Nolan has played his part. So Emmett Moran is in for Gary. And St. Mullins have introduced Alex Dial, and I'm not sure who's left. Number 17, Alex So Thomas Cody has been replaced by Alex Dial. So a change of both teams. So it still remains 2 6 to the Fighting Cox, 1 7 to St. Mullins. We have. Kind of over the 44 minutes played in this game of a 60 minute game 
So 16 minutes remaining here in Netwatch Cullen Park. Uh, detail men's were man of the match. We have to say there's a fair few contenders at the moment, so don't forget the man of the match competition. But thanks to detail men's were your chance to win that 50 euro voucher if your selection matches that of ours at the end of the game. 50 euro voucher for detail men's were must be won as part of our man of the match competition this evening. And they are the details. 083-306-9696. Pick a player. You could be in with a chance. We also have a man of the match competition in the intermediate final later on this evening. St. Patrick's of Tullow versus Clonmore. And, of course, tomorrow in the Carlo Senior Football Final, Tin Ryland versus Air Oak. At the moment here in the Talbot Hotel Junior Football Championship A Final, 45 minutes played. 2-6 to the Fighting Cox. 1-7 to St. Mullins. Fighting Cox on the attack. Ball goes out on the far side. It's a line ball. John Hickey points in the direction of the Fighting Cox. Sean O'Brien was going to go over and gather this ball. And it's uh, not Sean. Now he turns away. And it looks like Alan Quigley. Alan Quigley yeah. He's playing really well, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's really was the, kept him in the game in, in the first half. He got dragged down for a couple of frees. Got a, a point himself and got a great goal in the second half. So he's, he's well up there at the minute, Brendan. Here's the sideline ball. Alan Quigley looks like he's going to take it. John Hickey and Marion are having a chat here. I think it's a 50-50 ball, is it? It's a throw ball on the 20-metre line. Throw ball on the 20-metre line. Line-out might suit John O'Brien. <laughs> I was just about to say it, as, yeah, long, as, he doesn't, yeah, as yeah. long as he doesn't think it's a line-out. That's right, yeah. He's up against Jack Cavanagh here. He'll just step across him because he has the strength. Here he goes. He knocked it down. Breaking ball was won back by Marty Cavanagh though. Marty gets the free out. 1-3 it was at half-time to St Mullins. Five points to the Fighting Cox. Now with 46 minutes on the clock. It's 2-6 to the Fighting Cox. 1-7 to St Mullins. Aaron Bulger and Alan Quigley with the goal. Keen O'Byrne is coming in. So 19 is Keen O'Byrne. Dylan Townsend has been replaced there. So 19 is in. So making the changes, really, Tony Bulger not afraid to make the changes. And to be fair, they have a massive panel, 40 of a panel for, a, if you can call them a rural club, I know they're only a few miles outside the town, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fair huge. numbers. Yeah, it's huge. They have the numbers, and that's what you need going forward, you know, if you're going to compete at the next level, and they'll be hoping to do that next year. They're in the driving seat at the moment, but St Mullins won't go away. They'll, they'll stay going, but it's 1-7 St Mullins, 2-6 to fighting Cox. Yeah, it'll be a massive stride for St Mullins after winning the Junior B last year and come and win the Junior A this year, but they're on the back foot at the moment. The start of the first half brilliantly. Jack Cavanagh sent the ball down to the brother Chris. He was being held, so a silly free given away by the fighting Cox on the 45-metre line, and Tom Eustace, the guilty party on this occasion. He held on to Chris Cavanagh. Jack knew where the brother was standing, so three Cavanagh brothers out there. On the field this afternoon, Seamus Murphy with the free. It's not far off where he hit the last one from. He's not going to do it, will he? James Dyle is going to have a crack. James would like to put it on the floor now and down on the grass and yeah, take this one. Go short. It's going to go it's it's gone it's short. too far for a score, Ben. They're yeah, going to try to work it in closer to the goal. Text like return ball now. He'd like to go on a bit of a run, James. Oh, he's left it behind him. He's left it behind him and he's been put under pressure by the new man, Emmett Moran. He wins it back, to be fair, to Dyle. And he loses possession. Seamus Murphy by his shoulder on the far side. I tell you, the body in I'd there. like to see himself and O'Brien going to one another. But here comes St Mullins. They need a score. It's a brilliant, brilliant ball. The runner is Eamon O'Shea. Eamon has it. Was he fouled? Referee says no. Good defence by the fighting Cox. It is a free. It is a free. The next time, it wasn't that first one I was looking at. The pillar didn't help me the second time, Willie. But there's a free given to St Mullins. This is crucial in a game that's now in two the 48 minute 12 minutes remaining 2-6 to the Fighting Cox 1-7 to St Mullins it's 12 points of 10 
if this is successful, there's only a point between the sides. Great ball. Chris Cavanagh to in, take it. Into him and O'Shea at time, Brennan. It looked like he could have got a goal. Three players got around him. Cavanagh takes the free and pops it over the bar. One point between the sides. It's 2-6 to the Fighting Cox. 1-8 to St Mullins. That's 12 points to 11. And the kick out will come from Dara Byrne. Willie, he's been steady in that goal too. I know Paddy Bowling got a great goal at the start, but he's very comfortable under the high ball. He controls it well and his kickouts yeah. are just about to say it. You preempted that. Exceptional. Here he is again. And he's very organised. Look at that. Long kick out. Only yeah. one step back and he lands it bang in the middle of the park. Ball breaks. Conor Cure races for it. Cleared. Soccer style by the Fighting Cox. Then hanging around. Cross field it goes, but that's good play by St Mullins in the middle of the park. Seamus Murphy putting in his work, just loses his footing on the far side, under pressure, gets it away. Back to Jack Cavanagh. Jack back to Marty. Marty Cavanagh toe to hand. Looks left, looks right. Comes inside the 65 to the middle of the park. Back to the brother Jack. Jack has support behind him. Back into Marty. Same touch of deja vu again. Back outfield on the wing is Jack Cavanagh. Man calls him inside his party cure, but he decides to go to route one ball. Chris is inside. Chris Cavanagh gathers it. Chris Cavanagh followed up. Here's a shot. Is that gone over the bar? It's a wide ball, and the shot came from Paddy Boland. He wasn't really expecting it, but it's only their second wide in the first half. And the second half, I should say, it remains 2-6 to the fighting Cox. But St. Mullins could have levelled it that time. And maybe Jack Cavanagh's idea was the best, Willie. The high-dropping ball. Yeah, they should be playing more of it in there because they're well able to win their own ball. They're, they're big, they're strong, they're physical. You know, if they get it in there, they will get the scores. But they just need so many... That's a, the first one that he's kicked out over the sideline. Yeah, and I think at the start it looked like the Cox were a little bit nervous. Now I think both teams are gone a little bit tense and a little bit nervous because okay. we're heading into the final 10 minutes and I know they're getting tired and it'll peter out and they'll do this and do that, but there's a few nervous touches out there, isn't there? Yeah, and there's, nobody wants to lose. They're getting close to the end of the game, so no one wants to take that shot. So whoever, they're playing a long ball in again, Brendan, they're hoping to get that ball in there. Oh, Cox cut it out. Leonard Rook did yeah, well. Done very well. Ooh, the ball downfield towards Shepard and Marty Cavanaugh. Oh, that's oh. a foul. That's a foul. That could be a booking as well. And I tell you, Leonard Rook is on yellow already. On yellow already he's, and it'll be harsh, but I always say to Willie, if you get one and get the second one, he's in trouble because Marty Cavanaugh. Now, he wasn't taken down rashly, but I think he's on yellow already. And I think Marion has been fair here, is she? He's having a word I think that's fair, good yeah, referee. Yeah. I think, because if he had been sent off he's for that... He's very lucky though, Brendan. Yeah, I know. I know it was soft, but by, yeah, the, by but the ruling, he could have been yeah. sent off. Now, there's no common sense in the rule book, Willie, but that's as good a refereeing decision yeah, as I've seen. Yeah, yeah. He didn't deserve to go. No, and she looked at it and realised yeah. he got a yellow card. He didn't deserve to go, but it definitely was a free. There's a strike by James Dial. Oh, there's, oh, a, there's oh. a massive, massive oh. point. We're levelling that watch Cullen Park. He stuck it down where the free was given away on the 45. He let fly and he had 20 yards to spare after the ball went over the crossbar. It's 2-6 to the Fighting Cox. It's 1-9 to St Mullins. Level pegging in Netwatch Cullen Park. Nine minutes remaining in this Talbot Hotel Junior Football Championship A final. Willie, a cracking score by James Dyne. Yeah, well, just like the Cox, St Mullins were never going away either. In the first half, it looked like the Cox were dead and buried 1-3 to a point, but... Uh, Cox got a, a goal up in the second half and St Mullins after fighting their way back into it level game and it's a really good game of football Brendan uh, Johnny Murphy down there refereed last night he's the banished door here with the St Mullins men and now they're on the attack Paddy Boland Paddy runs forward Paddy Boland flicks it inside Jason O'Neill got the opening score in this game back to Paddy Boland Paddy Boland's a great interception by the Cox nice bit of defending going to be a free out Boland put in the challenge on James Hickey who was back there and the Cox come with the clearance and send it quickly down the stand side Paddy O'Shea stands up to his man Fighting Cox man goes to the ground but the pressure's put on Jason O'Neill oh. he's been fouled 
And the foul it's has been committed by Brendan. Aaron Bulger. He's on the ground. He flicked it. He pulled the ankle. Oh, if this game finishes in a draw, there'll be a replay, replay. will he? Yeah. How is it there's replays for some and extra time and penalties for others? I suppose you're looking at the fixtures count and the fixtures for the junior. The, there's a black, black card. Black card, yeah. That, it was a hand yeah. trip, yeah. It was on the ground and he gave, yeah. a, little, he gave a little trip and it, uh, it definitely was a black card. Yeah, he's gone. It's it's um, it's Aaron Bulger. It's not, is no. it eight or nine? I don't think it's Aaron Bulger, is it? I think I'll tell you now in a minute. Trevor Watchorn. It's nine, I think, is it? Is it nine, yeah, Trevor. There's a cluster of players there I didn't see. This will be some score if it goes over, Brendan. He's placing on the ground. James Dyle kicked one. No, he's going short. It's number eight. It's eight. It's Aaron Bulger, yeah. It's Aaron Bulger, black card. There's a long ball going in around the house. Is it kept in play? No, no it's a wide ball. Right. Willie, it's level. If this game finishes level, it goes to a replay. It goes to a replay. Yeah. Well, there's still seven minutes remaining. Someone can win a 2 6 to the Fighting Cox, 1 9 to St Mullins. You have to wonder, and no disrespect to uh, junior football, a great game of football last weekend, the semi final of a championship. Air Rogan Raffili went to penalties. That's behind. This game, the game last week, could have went to a replay as well if this game can go to a replay. That's my point. That's why, why you replay for junior and not for senior because it's a very unfair way to go out of a match. And I know people say there shouldn't be penalties here or there, but the rule was made before the competition started, so it can't be, no one can be blamed there. But here come the fighting cocks to defend. They're going to try and get themselves back on the leaderboard here. The Ryder Cup was going well for Europe yesterday. It evened off a small bit today, but they're still in control, I believe. It's here in the Talbot Hotel Junior Football Final. The Fighting Cox 2-6, St Mullins 1-9. It's level pegging. The clock says we got six minutes to go here in Netwatch Cullen Park with thanks to Dan Morrissey and Kona League of their own. Here come the Fighting Cox. They've made a few changes in the second half. Keen O'Byrne, Emmett Moore, Sean O'Brien have been introduced to the fray. They're holding possession well. They took off Gary Nolan. They took off Dylan Townsend and Matthew Dowling. Here to come out of defence, the Fighting Cox. Next score will be a vital one. Fair shoulder from James Dial comes in on Tom Eustace coming forward. Tom held possession. He's done well. Plays it back to Keen O'Byrne. O'Byrne from underneath the stand. Don't touch Sean O'Brien. Short brilliantly for O'Brien. The counter on their feet when he gets it. Puts a great ball inside to Quigley. Beautiful turn, Quigley. Ah, that's oh, a super, score. super score. score. It's an absolute super score. Alan Quigley has got 1-2. It's as good as you'll see. But what about the ball? Sean O'Brien won. Incredible. Not, not only one, but as soon as he turned, he looked for Quigley inside. Quigley out in front, onto his, onto his left foot. He's just stroked it over the bar. 1-2 from play. He's been exceptional here. He's really driving the cocks on home he's in the last five minutes, Brendan. He's certainly on your page for a, a detailed men's man of the match, along with a few more, Willie. Give, give us a final tip as to who yeah, you, well, you could be aiming for. There's still a few minutes to go. He's definitely won them. James Dyle is at their stepping up there. He has three points as well. Marty is doing really, really well. Uh, Matthew Down, uh, Dowling scored three points from freeze as well, so... It's not over yet, but... Certainly not. St. Mullins have the free, and they're gone quickly with a party. O'Shea has it. Oh, oh, oh he's taken too far forward. Yeah, yeah, fairness, I, I'd agree with that. <laughs> Marion gave the free, and in the meantime, St. Mullins were early in Bahana with the ball. They tried to bring it a few <laughs> yards forward. Only stole a couple of yards. They certainly did. It's 2-7 to the Cox, a total of 13 points. 1-9 to St. Mullins. The stand filling up here. Clonmore and the St. Patrick supporters. Shriving, I see a few Tin Ryland fellas around the place as well. They're all calming the nerves for tomorrow. Rogan, Tin Ryland in the big one 
tomorrow also. This is a big one. Here's Conor Keogh. Conor Keogh of St Mullins. His hand pass went wayward. Took a little bit of a dunt, but a fair play. Tom Eustace done well. Out come the fighting Cox. Glenn O'Rourke. He's been excellent for them. Where he's 12, but he leaves the ball behind him. Here come Marty Kavanagh. Marty Kavanagh's been held. They've got the free. He has the advantage. Marty Kavanagh doesn't need an advantage. He's got the score. He gives the thumbs up to the referee. And it's as good a refereeing performance, Willie Quinlan, that I've seen in quite a while. Common sense approach by a good, solid referee in Marion Hayden. She's doing brilliant. Yeah, gave the advantage. Marty just went on another couple of steps, popped it over the bar and... Uh Right back. That puts him on the leaderboard really as well. Hard. It's hard to call this, Brendan. There's it's level. Left and we're level. 2-7 to 110. This is a big kick out for the goalkeeper. Here it is. Dara Byrne. We give him the credit. He's been brilliant. Look at that for a kick out again. Right to the middle of the park. Liam Shepard rises. Doesn't get the hand to it. St. Mullins win it because they've won the free as well. And this is now into squeaky bum time, I suppose, for both teams. 2-7 to the Cox. 1-10 to St. Mullins. We're level. Three and a half minutes remaining. Ball comes downfield. It's another free for St. Mullins. It's another free. The Cox just won it. They have been very disciplined all day. Both teams have. They've played a great brand of football, both teams. They are down to 14 men at the moment, the Cox. They've got a man in the bin and they have a free. James Dyde, he nailed the last one from the floor. Can he nail this one? Places the ball midway between the 20-meter line and the 45. Might be a slight bit closer to the 45, but he knows what he has to do. He faces the O'Hanorans, Dublin Road end goal in Netwatch Cullen Park. The evening is closing in. We could do with a bit of light out there. Here's the free from Dial. Off the ground. Struck it well. Has he struck it very well? Oh, oh my <laughs> God, he has struck it very well. James Dial with four points. Two from freeze. Two from play. And now, with three less than three minutes remaining, it's one. 11 to St Mullins a total of 14 points is 2-7 to the Cox which is 13 points the men from the south lead the men from the fighting Cox by a point here come the Cox the short kicker from Darren Dara Byrne in the goal over underneath the standing post away, Jack Kavanagh comes to win it Jack Kavanagh has it bundles of experience Jack Kavanagh to Seamus Murphy Seamus Murphy to Marty Kavanagh Marty Kavanagh bypasses his midfielder Paddy O'Shea gets it to Paddy Kyo the two Paddy's are there Paddy or Seamus Murphy tells him to go back with it they're grinding down the clock now Jack Cavanagh it's all about keeping possession St Mullins stroll down along the line Conor Cure runs onto it ball breaks favourably for Chris Cavanagh the captain will he be the man to lift the Talbot Hill Junior Championship Trophy in a few minutes time he's bottled up in the corner it's good defence from the Cox St Mullins still have it the clock grinds down we're into the final minute and a half 2-7 to the Cox but it's 1-11 St Mullins St Mullins lead by one point St Mullins with Jack Cavanagh it's all about keep ball back to Paddy Bowling. Paddy runs through, he's got a massive stride, he's overstepped the mark and the Cox get the free out, they need one to level it and possibly bring this game to a replay, here they come, Hayden English throws the ball back, they played short out under the stand, the man with it is Trevor Watchorn, Trevor from the middle of the park, kicks it downfield, crossfield comes Marty, that's the difference, he done really really well, very very quitted, little pull up behind, there's a free coming here, Willie, I mentioned experience there, Dan. There's no substitute for that. That's no, absolutely brilliant absolutely what he's done there. Huge. The way he read the ball coming across, he dinked it up in, into his hands, got a little tug. It was a free. He could have went on to it. He could have played the free really quick. But and the clock is withering down yeah, as well. Yeah, he just decided to slow it down. 59 minutes gone in this game. And to be fair, no one deserves to lose it, do they? No, it's been a, it has everything in fairness. Some very good scores, some really good tackles. Not, not a dirty blow in the whole game. It has been exceptional for a junior game, Brendan. Has a change been made here as well? The man that's been replaced is uh, Glenn O'Rourke. I thought he was exceptional. He done really, really well today as well. And I'm not quite sure who's after coming in there, but I didn't see him. Uh, 19 is in. 19. No, he's in already. Keno Byrne is in already. I'm not quite sure who's in there, will he? Here comes St Mullins. The clock rains down. Final 30 seconds of normal time. 1-11. St Mullins. 2-7 to the Fighting Cox. 
The ball comes downfield. Here it comes. Oh, that's high. That's a free in. Oh, the fighting cocks have fallen into the trap here. It'll be a two-point lead. Now, Willie, I'm going to give you a theory here, right? This is what I call the John Miley theory, former Carolina County hurler. You score this point. They get and there's time. They get possession. They have to go looking for a goal. Now, some people would say I'm stupid, what I'm saying. He kicks this deliberately wide. Or keeps the ball. Or keeps the ball. You're, you're going to get a draw match or win the match. So, does he score this and go two points up and let the Cox get the ball and go down to get a goal to win the match or stick it wide? I'd it's prefer, some theory, isn't I'd it? I prefer him to score. I, I, anyway. I probably would too. Yeah, I'd prefer him to score because it puts him two up and then. But it has happened recently. Your TJ against St. Thomas is in the hole. Still haven't put it over the bar. Back comes Chris Cavanagh. Now it's going to be a two-point lead, or is it? Hits the post. Oh, back out it comes. It's still a one-point lead. St Mullins haven't scored and put themselves two up but I, I think, think he was listening to you Brendan I he's holding on to the ball <laughs> here goes Paddy Boland he overcarried the last time not this time oh! went for the shot now here's the kick out here's the kick out coming now the Cox need a point to level the match and if that had to be a goal Willie three, three minutes of additional time and we have 45 seconds George Darcy of Town Gales and the county board of course is the fire on tee for this game here's the kick out coming from Darrow Dara Byrne, he want to be careful, get it going quick. Takes no run whatsoever. He kicks the ball to the middle of the park. St. Mullins have won it. Paul O'Shea, a great name in GA, down in Kerry. Over the years, here comes James Dyle. He's been outstanding for St. Mullins this afternoon. They won the Junior B last year. They're just about to win the Junior A. If they can hang on here, they're leading by a point. Back is Connor Kyo. Back to James Dyle. It's scrappy. It's tired from both teams. Out come the fighting cocks. Discipline the name of the game. The cornerback, Tom Eustace, has it. Sends it back to James Hickey. He's at number 14, but he's back on his full back line. It's now with Matthew English here. I mentioned him running with Alarnsa Tools. He's got to run the Dublin City Marathon with this one to get down the field. He has it. Plays it into the middle of the park. Play is held up. Back towards Liam Shepherd. The cock still have it. The clock says 31 minutes and 40 seconds. Ball's dispossessed. Oh, Jason O'Neill wins the free. He wins the free, and the experience of St Mullins at inter county level is coming to terms now. They've won the free. The clock says 31 minutes and 53 seconds. There's a minute and six seconds remaining, Willie Quinlan. But St Mullins have the ball. And it's a while since the Cox got back down that field to get a score. One eleven to St Mullins. 2-7 to the Fighting Cox. It's 14 points to 13. If James Dial scores this, Willie Quinlan, which I don't think he no, will. I don't think he'll even go for it. He wouldn't go for a bit of hurl, I'd say. Knocks it back. Jack Kavanagh. Now they've got to keep possession and grind down the clock if they're going to win it. The Cox have got to win back possession. Here's Paddy O'Shea. Paddy O'Shea. Connor Kyo. Back to Jack Kavanagh. He's had a great second half, Kavanagh. Big ball down into the corner. He's giving it away. Now they've got to defend. Here come the fighting Cox. Here come the Cox moving down the stand side. St Mullins are chasing. The man with brilliant switch inside. Here's Sean O'Brien in possession. O'Brien lays it off. Beautiful ball. Running onto his Keen O'Byrne. O'Byrne downfield. They need a point to level it. Coming along the ground, it is. It's gone across the face of the goal and it's hoofed away to thirds. 42 minutes and 49 seconds. There's 20 seconds remaining and St Mullins concede. He's given a 45, Brendan. It's a free, is it? He's given a 45 out over, out over the end line. I thought he just kept it in, but umpire's given a 45 to the... It's a four, and it is, and the referee is after seeing the umpire yeah. now. Probably the last kick of the game because it, it's gone into three minutes of, of injury time. This one has to go over. It has to go over. It has to go over. Who's going to kick it? It's gone past the three minutes. It has to be Liam Shepherd to kick it, I'd say. It has to be Liam. It's a big one. No, the goalkeeper's coming up, and he yeah, and he's the man. He's a brilliant strike of a ball. He's he the definitely, man. Definitely have the distance, Willie. Before he kicks it, 
Well, we wait and see what happens. Because we'll wait and see what happens. <laughs> to see what happens. The detailed men's were a man of the match of St. Patrick's that told him to make their way out to warm up on the outside pitch. This has to be the last kick of the ball. The umpire has stepped back in behind the goal. It's Adrian there, Adrian Dermody, but Paul Dwyer is there. Seamus Murphy is back saying, what's the story to Paul Dwyer? It's a 45. It has to be out yeah, here, Brendan. Because it has to be. It's it, it was right into the corner, right all the way into yeah, the corner. It's left to centre. It's center. not going to be an easy kick, but this man can kick it this all is, the way into the corner. This is to bring the Talbot Hotel Junior Football Championship A final to a replay. And I stand up and say, I said it a few minutes ago, nobody deserves to lose this one. Nobody. But the man with the responsibility of bringing us to a replay... His name is Dara Byrne. He's been excellent for the fighting cocks in goal. His kickouts have been fantastic. If he puts this one on target, he certainly has the distance. It's a draw match. It's 1-11 St. Mullins. It's 2-7 the Cox. But if he makes it 2-8, we'll see you all again next weekend. Here he goes. Oh, it's the worst kick he had all day. It's out over the end line. And St. Mullins. St. Mullins are the Junior A champions. Back-to-back victories. They were lucky to live on to the end, but in fairness, it's heartbreak for the Cox. Man of the match, Brendan, has to be James Doyle. Just at the end, we kicked four, four points altogether, but two frees from distance. Uh, just to bring them you know, over, the, over the line, they deserve to win it. And James Doyle is my man of the match. James Doyle is the detailed men's were a man of the match. And my heart goes out to Darabourne because we complimented him on kicking the ball from the goal. But it's like a fella playing golf. You get up on the tee box and drive it 300 yards and you get up on the next one and you fluff it. He absolutely fluffed the last yeah. one. But we can't... That's not the reason they didn't win the no, match. No, no, he's heartbroken He's heartbroken. He's done really everything. But I'll just say one thing, Brendan. That ball went out over the end line, right in the corner. And he should have been right on the sideline here. He should have been taking the free from. And he brings it 10 yards in and put... And the linesman is looking at him. I've seen it here from 70 yards away. Yeah. It was that close from if the If he'd have scored, it would have been controversial. Well, it should have, there would have been, definitely. I mean, if I can see it from here, surely the officials can see it down there on the field. Willie, when all is said and done, as junior football goes, it was competitive, it was good. And the most important word we want in sport, let it be rugby, soccer, GAA, table tennis, tiddlywinks, whatever. That was a sporting game. A really sporting game. It had everything, Brendan. It had some great scores, some great frees. You know, you'd have to say... Quigley was outstanding with the goal and two points uh, for the Cox. Uh, O'Brien came in and made, a, made a, a difference with a couple of great passes inside. But St Mullins, if, if they had to put over half the scores that they missed in the first half, they certainly would have won the game a lot easier. But they didn't go away. They went three points down, fought their way back, got a point to, to win it and uh, were outstanding. That was uh, a brilliant game. And we mustn't forget, Willie, the possession they had in the first half. Two, four, six, that eight wides along with scoring one, three in the first half. Finished with one, 11. So they scored eight points in the second half, whereas the Cox scored... Uh, the the cost scored one two so you know when you you're, do your weights and measures there yeah yeah they just about just about deserved the very it. few wides the Cox but they hadn't got as many chances yeah, as St Mullins and, and you'd have to say St Mullins had 11 chances so 11 wides so that's the chances that they were creating just weren't taking them so yeah. I mean but that the experience of Marty in around the control the game in around the you know in the second half obviously James Doyle with his freeze Jack Kavanagh done really really well Seamus Murphy in the full forward lane and Chris Kavanagh and Paddy Boland with the great goal that he got in the first half now we're going to cause a major debate in Carlon I know everyone knows has been on to Jim Bulger about this if St Mullins can play top quality hurling in the Leinster Championship in the Carlow Championship represent the county with pride 99% of their players along with the rest of the hurling clubs in Carlow go and win a Joe Mack for Carlow playing Alliance Hurling League Division 1 back into the Senior Championship next year why can't Tin Ryland and A Rogue and all these famous football clubs in Carlow have a junior hurling team 
Yeah, There's no but, reason why. Yeah, These well, fellas have proved it the opposite way around. Without a doubt. And Mount Leinster Rangers have proved it for years. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, Michael are the same. Without a doubt. Both codes, so. And yet if lads giving out about soccer and giving out about rugby, that's anti this and anti that. There's a club that has proved that it can be done. And as far as I'm aware, about the population of 350 in the parish, Brendan. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible what to do. Junior B last year, Junior A this year. Who knows where they can go next year? Intermediate. Without a doubt. Well, St Mullins are the Junior A champions. Don't forget, coming up at 6.30, we will have full live commentary, Clonmore and St Patrick's of Tullam. We'll eat. Before we do, hand back to the studio. The presentation will go on here in a few minutes' time. Uh, that'll be a cracker as well. But this is a huge night for St Mullins. Junior B football champions last year, Junior A this year, and they're into an intermediate for next year. Well, I mean, little did, did any of those guys think they were hurling, hurling champions, senior hurling champions a couple of years ago, that they'd go along, win a Junior B and a Junior A football. I mean, it, it, it's just a, it's a brilliant story, fabulous story. Great parish, you know, they're great, great county men as, as well. I'm just looking at Marty down there. He, he probably means as much to him to, by winning winning the club with his club here at Junior Well, it, B. Makes, it makes up for the disappointment of losing a senior hurling exactly, as well. Exactly, but I was about to say, as, as from winning the Joe McDonough, I mean, he's, he's grown up with all these guys here. It's fabulous to win with your own club, so f- fair play to them. They're a brilliant club down there. And a word on the Cox, because to me, I, I, I know a lot of the lads out there, you know, lads, not about me or you know, and the lads out there, but we know the effort of him. He mentioned about the four to have their day will probably come but collectively and all around it has been a great year but this would have capped it all for them yeah, and they'll be bitterly disappointed but things are really going from strength to strength in the Cox they are a great GA club yeah definitely and I mean it, it just shows the, the amount of players that talked out today I think it was 30 Tony Bulger their manager done a great job this year they started off very nervous Brendan you know they, they gave away a lot of ball turned over couldn't get the, the scoring boots on when they did they got right back into it had a great second half scored two goals you know, could have won the game. They were thereabouts. I just think on the balance of the 60 minutes, St Mullins were just about the better team. Yeah, certainly so. And of course, th- there's lots of stuff happening away from Junior A in the Cox as well. St Martin's going well out there. The National School going well. But you said it all, Willie, for a small area like St Mullins. The, the difference today is the, the Cox um, registered 40 players there. St Mullins, I think, at 23 or 24 players as well. Nearly double the amount. But th- it doesn't come down to that. I think we mentioned experience earlier on. And you know, there's no substitute for experience and you know I know it's a different game and hurling and this that and the other but you know you have lads out there that played Division 1 no, okay yeah Sean come on and he's played at the top yeah, level yeah, but yeah. you know the fighting Coxter they will come and Tony Bulger can feel on tonight because they could have won that match just small margins yeah small margins they definitely will come and you know they are building they have uh, quite a lot of uh, young guys out there and they're the future and, and you need you need the younger teams coming on to add on to the team that's there already they were really really unlucky in the day it looked like they were going to win it when they went three points up but you have to hand it to St Mullins and you know Marty really dug in the experience he showed here under the stand or a point up he came took the tackle took the ball uh, was was a, a free and went down he, he slowed everything down as he did the whole day but you know, St Mullins out there, they'll be really celebrating tonight, and that this is fantastic for their parish. Okay, well, we look forward to bringing you the coverage of our second match here tonight, the intermediate football final. That will be Clonmore and uh, St Patrick's later on this evening. Half past six. It's this half six, isn't it, Willie? Half past six. Half six is yeah. the throwing, and uh, we're waiting for Chris Cavanagh to come up and lift the Talbot Hotel Junior Football A Championship. I don't think he wants to. <laughs> I think he wants to drag it out <laughs> as long as he can. Well, they've got a great tradition down there as well. Look, full compliments to the fighting cops. 
Bulldogs they've come here today they put up a great battle they're unfortunate losing out here on a scoreline of 111 to 2-7 but full compliments to St Mullins they've done the trick and he's coming up to uh, receive the trophy just before we do about today just want to remember Huey Murphy of Grange Huey there's a fantastic page in the programme Huey was a great friend of everybody in Grange and Carl Ochoa Willie knew him very very well he passed away just a number of weeks ago but it's a lovely tribute to Huey in today's match programme Huey Murphy RAP 1963 to 2023 he was a, a great man he was a great servant of the GA here on stewarding duties in Netwatch Cullen Park over the years and he was a long serving committee member in the Grange Club where he served as chairman he was also chair of the Tuller branch of the Irish Farmers Association and he would be so sadly missed by his brother Jimmy and his sisters Kathleen Noly, Marie and Anne his extended family and friends so on the weekend of the county finals we won't let the occasion go by without remembering Huey who was a great Gail and you would go along with that as well because he was yeah, an absolute gentleman without a doubt Brendan and there's a great friendship with his friendship with his sister Mary and, uh, and my wife Mag uh, for years and years they worked together in the, in the council and uh, Mag would send out Mary buns and cakes and and Huey would always, Huey them. he'd always, he'd always have a go at eating them anyway <laughs> over the years. A, a true gentleman, uh, you know, a great man for his club out there, Grange, and for the county board. Deepest sympathies again to the to the family, Brendan. Okay, well, we said deepest sympathy to everybody who's lost anyone throughout the year, and to people who are in mourning and have bereavements at the moment. It is a happy weekend for footballers here in Carlow, hurlers in Kenny. Life goes on, but Chris Cavan of St Mullins is coming up to pick up the trophy. St Mullins are the junior Talbot Hotel Junior Championship A winners of 2023 congratulations to them commiserations to a gallant fighting Cox team they'll regroup they'll come back and I tell you there's a championship in that Cox team and it's not too far away St Mullins are the victors here we'll be back at half past six for St Patrick's of Tullow and Clonmore for the intermediate final we do hope you've enjoyed our coverage the detailed men's were man of the match was James Dyle if you pick James Dyle you're going to have a chance of winning that 50 euro voucher and you'll hear that very soon who the winner is final score St Mullins 111 the fighting Cox 2-7 from Brendan and Willie it's Back to the studio. KCLR Live Sport. The Carlo Junior Football Championship Final. St Mullins versus Fighting Cox. With thanks to Dan Morrissey and Co. In a league of their own with a full range of concrete, quarry products, roof tiles and macadam. See danmorrisseyandco.com. There you have it.